Buenos dias y bienvenidos. Good morning. Welcome once again to Tiempo. I'm Joe Torres. On today's show, the smash hit Broadway show Six has some new cast members. The Queens recently made their debut on the show, and one of them is from Puerto Rico. We will talk to her in just a few minutes. But right now, Enero, aquí estamos. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And our good friends and good people over at Goya Foods joined, have joined with a number of organizations and businesses to really help fight this epidemic. Goya Cares, you might remember, they launched several global initiatives to help combat child trafficking. One of those initiatives is a pilot program to get the word out in schools around the country. Those assemblies help educate students on the warning signs and the red flags to watch out for. So important. Joining us this morning, our good friend and veteran here on Tiempo, Rafael Toro. He's the public relations director at Goya. And Stephanie Ovallez is director and attorney at the Center for Safety and Change. Feliz Año Nuevo. Igual, igual. Good to see you, my friend. You. The whole mission of Goya Cares, really, bottom line, protect children. Absolutely. Have I summarized it right there? Yes, absolutely. And here we are in the midst of Human Trafficking Awareness Month. The mission, though, is much broader than that. Well, what we want to do is we want to educate and bring awareness to not only the issue of human trafficking, but protecting children as a whole. Mm -hmm. We want to keep children from becoming victims. Yes. You know, because once a child becomes a victim, it's so much harder to make them a survivor. So what we want to do is we want to get into classrooms. We want to get into TikTok and all those places. Yes, where the to, kids are. Where the kids are and be able to educate them, show them videos, go work with people like with Center of Safety and Change to get them to realize what's out there and what they can do. If I remember it. correctly, you were here about a year ago, last January for, for Trafficking Awareness Month. You had a video that you guys had produced and prepared and showed, number one, are you still using that video and, and how effective has it been in terms of reaching the kids? Well, not only do we use that video, but we've created other Some videos okay. you know, that we've used on media platforms and our effectiveness, well, for example, in Jersey City, where we have a classroom program, eight children had come out and identified themselves as actually kids that were being abused. Mm -hmm. So we see that there is, you know, uh, uh, some good things coming out of this program. But again, what we want to do is we want to keep those kids from becoming victims. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah, when you have kids come forward, you know what you're doing is working. Absolutely. And that keeps, keeps you moving forward. Stephanie, let's talk about the specifics of human trafficking. I think people hear that and they think, that's not a problem in our area. It's not a. It's it's at the border. It's in other countries. Clear up that myth, if you would. Yes. Yeah, so I mean, unfortunately, New York is one of the biggest hubs of human trafficking, mm. given all the passage routes that come through the state. Right. You can travel anywhere and be in New, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut, yes. and so that allows for a essentially a system of networking for traffickers to be able to move people mm -hmm. uh, through and out of the state with a lot of ease. With what's going on at the border, the disorder at the border, if you will, Correct. has that impacted human trafficking? Absolutely. So obviously we uh, know that communities of color, um, indigenous communities, the black community, the Latino community, yes. are the, some of the communities most vulnerable to becoming victims of human trafficking. And when you take uh, into account the disorder that's happening at the border, what we're seeing is a large and growing trend of people who are being uh, kidnapped by cartels in Mexico on their way over here, mm -hmm. smuggled into border states like Arizona, Texas, and then um, essentially being extorted, yes. uh, having their families extorted for money 
for ransom money and also being exploited for labor and sex while there. Mm. It's disturbing to hear about it, and we'll talk some more about the statistics and the numbers in just a second. Rafael, back to you. Can you give me an example of some of the initiatives, the programs that Goya Cares supports, and, and, and how you determine those programs are worthy of being part of Goya Cares? Well, we believe in coalition building. Yeah. We believe that when good people come together, great things happen. So we work with organizations that their mission is child protection, mm -hmm. like the Center for Safety and Change, like Covenant House, like Christie's House in Miami, like Crime Stoppers in Texas. Mm -hmm. But we also work with other organizations that have uh, access to a lot of people, uh, like Somos Healthcare, yeah. like the National Supermarket Association. You know, we have a cause-related marketing program with them, mm -hmm. that for every Maria cookie that you buy, we'll make a donation to organizations like Covenant House and like Center for Safety and Change. We also have the videos that we actually show in those monitors mm -hmm. and at uh, the supermarkets and at those uh, almost healthcare facilities. Do those partnerships help sometimes subsidize the cost of producing and making those videos that you show to the kids? Well, actually, the videos, they're produced by Goya, and we Entirely. pay for that. Yes. That money is goes to those organizations like Covenant House and Center for Safety and Change and Christie's House for them to be able to do their work. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, why are people of color some of the most vulnerable to become victims of trafficking and, and sexual abuse? So, obviously, we understand historically the, that most marginalized communities are always the most vulnerable to exploitation. And so when you take the systems of intersectionality that affect the Latino community, the black community, the yep. indigenous community, and how that all works against our communities, mm -hmm. um, that makes us prime and ripe victims for exploitation by others okay. uh, with labor trafficking, sex trafficking, et cetera. I know that you often lead the assemblies, right? I do. For the, for the students. So when we come back from the break, I want to ask you about that. You know, what you see at those assemblies and how do you know that you're penetrating the minds of the young kids who are Absolutely. there when we come back. Stay with us. More on Goya's human trafficking awareness campaign. And the food company wants to get the word out at the schools across the country. So we'll talk about the specifics of that and how well that's working. Still ahead on Tiempo, how about this? A new cast of queens on the Broadway smash hit Six. And one of those queens, a proud Boricua, will hear her story. That's coming up later in the show, so stay with us. People who disappear without a trace. Where is she? The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers. There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him. For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen. Welcome back to Tiempo. January is Human Trafficking Awareness Month, and Goya Foods is joined with a number of organizations and businesses to help fight that dreadful epidemic. Goya Cares has launched global initiatives to help combat child trafficking. One of those initiatives is a pilot program to get the word out in schools across the country. The assemblies educate the students on the warning signs and the red flags to watch out for. We'll get to that in a second. Let's continue now our conversation with Rafael Toro, the Public Relations Director at Goya, and Stephanie Ovalles. She is the Director and Attorney at the Center for Safety and Change, and you often lead some of those assemblies that I just talked about. Walk, walk me through what an assembly looks like when you get in there. The kids are there, you come in, y qué pasa? Okay, so um, normally we start by showing the video that Goya mm -hmm. has produced. Yes. Um, we tell people at the outset that it's a 
bit of a heavy topic and sure. to prepare themselves if that and if they need any support after the fact, um, if anything has triggered them, um, that there are people on staff either at the school or they could come up to me directly to talk about what it is that they have been triggered okay. by. Um, red flags? You walk, you literally walk them through what are some of the red flags? Absolutely. Um, especially with youth in particular, um, as we know, they live on their phones, right? Okay. And so we always talk about what does internet safety look like? Um, what makes people uh, prime sort of grooming victims for human trafficking. Okay. We look at numbers. Uh, I, I think that the um, recruitment age for young girls is age nine oh on average, my. and yeah. for boys it's age seven. Okay. And so we always want to make sure that they know that they are the target audience for traffickers, mm -hmm. especially as it relates to domestic child trafficking. In the what States. are some of the warning signs? And, and if I'm a child that's encountering some of those, what do I do? Yeah, so some warning signs is um, if you're seeing that your child has become a lot more reclusive, okay. um, if they're hiding their phone from you as an example, um, if they uh, have uh, friendships that are unexplained that mm -hmm. they can't explain to you, and then you know how if you are a child sort of experiencing the beginning stages of this grooming, making sure that you have a trusted adult, whoever that is, whether that's in school mm -hmm. um, or at home, that you are able to open up to and let them know what's happening because right. if you don't, then it gets worse. I know what she just mentioned is so true of Latino youth. They live on their phones. That's, wh that's where they are. But you know, those social media apps, TikTok and Snapchat and whatever else it might be, have you guys r recruited some people, high profile names per that perhaps could grab the attention of youth to deliver a message that you want to send? Well, actually, we have as a celebrity spokesperson, Carlos Vives. Colombian yeah, singer, singer yeah. who has worked with kids in the past and uh, we have brought him into a school. We have done videos with yeah. him and our president, Babu Nanue. We sponsored a concert tour. Again, this is all about bringing awareness to the issue and trying to get to as many kids and parents as possible. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you what's really intriguing about doing these assemblies where we've had up to five and 600 kids, yes. how engaged they are. You know, you have their intention, you have their attention, they ask questions, they're really involved. Mm -hmm. This is something that they really pay attention to. And again, you've had several come to you afterwards with, with warning signs that they've experienced which enables you to look into the situation for for further examination, correct? Absolutely. Yes. Especially as it relates to legal help or mental help that they may need. Um, most this is disturbing to even say it, most child victims are abused by by a parent or family member. Absolutely. It, 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 that's so disturbing. How do you convince a vulnerable son or daughter to step forward about a family member that is abusing them? Well, I think that the one thing that we need to definitely emphasize in the Latino community is that if your child comes to you with <laughs> something like that, believe yep. them. Start always by believing them and make sure that that gets addressed and sort of nipped in the bud at the outset so that it doesn't lead to something worse. Because what we see in the realm of human trafficking is that um, children who have been victims of sexual abuse at home mm -hmm. are much more likely to become victims of human trafficking in the future. And what's happening there is, I'm guessing, inherent trust is built in, correct? Because son familia, that's a family member. And, and is, that why, get that, is that what gets taken advantage of? Absolutely. So um, most people, actually I would say a good 95% of the cases that I see 
um, in my everyday work, yes. the, the person is trafficked by someone that they know and that they trust. Thank you guys for raising awareness about this. The website for you guys. Goyacares.com. Goyacares.com for more information and tips and pointers and red flags and warning signs to look out for. Un placer. Happy New Year. But thank you for talking about thank a very, you, very important Appreciate topic. It. Coming up next on Tiempo, a new cast of Queens on the Broadway smash hit Six and one of the stars, Boricua. We'll talk to her next. The Broadway smash hit Six has a new set of queens, and one of them, Boricua. How great is that? The show is about the six wives of Henry VIII. The women are all members of a girl group, and frankly, they compete against each other to be the new leader of that group. It's a tremendous show. If you haven't seen it, you gotta go. Joining us this morning, Didi Romero, bienvenidos. Oh my goodness, it's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. A few things off the top, Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year to you. Number two, congratulations. Thank you. And did I read correctly? This is your Broadway debut. It's a debut. <laughs> Te paran los pelos todavía. Un montón, sí. Oh, my no, goodness. No, I, I still can't believe it. Um, yes. Every single night, I step on stage and I'm still like, <gasps> wow. I'm walking to my theater in Times Square. It's pretty okay. crazy. And you've been there roughly a month or so now, a yeah. little more since you started. Yeah. How many shows a week? Eight shows. Eight Sometimes, shows. Um, depending on like, if it's like a holiday, okay. uh, we did nine shows. Wow. Uh, sometimes. How did how did this marriage come to be? Did the producers find you, or or you found the producers and Not you auditioned? At all. I auditioned okay. like everyone else, and I got it. I don't know how. Mm -hmm. I don't. Uh, I don't. Because you're what probably pretty talented. I'm That's actually how. wearing the same shirt I wore. <laughs> I'm just realized I'm wearing the same yeah. shirt I wore for my final callback. See? Buena suerte. That's I look like a like a slam poet. I kind of look like a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Who makes the phone call to you to say you got the pot? I was laying down in my bed in my room in Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. and my agent called. And I, also, I waited for like a good amount of time. Okay, what's a good like, amount of time? Weeks, like two, months, three months? Oh wow, that yeah, is a good it was a long time. time. Okay. I, I I lost hope by that time. But my agent called me and said, "Hey, so you got it?" And I'm like, "What? Who are you for sure?" What? I told my mom, and she said, "Great." I was not surprised. That's mom. Well, mom, mo Love, mothers, mom, are, mothers, Boricua. Are, okay. She They're was very supportive. Safe. Speaking of Boricua, de qué parte? Trujillo Alto. Okay. I was born in Bayamón. Okay. But I was raised in Trujillo Alto. It's really Bahia Bronx. Bahia Bronx. That's true. <laughs> That's true. It is true, right? Yep. El Tapón de Bayamón. Oh, uh, we love it. Yes, no, for I sure. miss it. If you want to get it. stuck in traffic, that, that's the place to go. Traffic. La familia todavía, they're there. Todos están allá, yes. So they're who's all, that? They're all my mom, my abuela, uh, my dad, okay. my brother. Everyone is staying in Puerto Rico. So who's more excited about your role on Broadway, you or them? I feel like... <laughs> I feel like I'm more excited because they never really had a doubt in their mind that this yes. was going to happen, which is so kind of them. Mm -hmm. I'm still in shock. But my mom was definitely, and my dad too, they're both very supportive and they were so, so happy to see me on stage. We were talking earlier, Broadway debut, yes, but performing arts and singing and acting have always been a part always. of Didi Romero's life? Ever since I saw Sesame Street. Wow. I saw Elmo, okay. he was my first boyfriend. Okay. And Elmo was like, He's a good boyfriend me. to have. <laughs> <laughs> I still have like flutters in my heart when I see him. Okay. He's like, Elmo, thank you so much for everything you do. But your professional career has brought you where before this point? So I have sung all my life. Mm -hmm. um, I have sung from hotel lobby singing jazz. Okay. Um, from going on stage and playing the Little Red mm -hmm. 
to auditioning for reality shows. Oh boy. And not getting it. Um, That's reality. And auditioning a lot for, for shows and not getting it until finally some opportunities came about and the Heights came about. I was going to ask you about In the Heights. Yes, you played I auditioned Nina. for, I did Nina and In the Heights in three occasions, three different um, shows. Mm -hmm. Um, with the same director, Marco Santana, who's also Boricua from Bayamón. Oh, so. so before you landed this role, you were playing Catherine. We'll, we'll get to the role that you play in just a second. But you were doing this on the road? I was. Okay. I did the Aragon tour, which is the first U.S. national tour of six. Okay. And um, we all we all were transferred from the Aragon tour to Broadway, which is very rare. That happens, by the is way. Is it? It is. It's not normal to get a whole cast because it was us six, okay. all of us were transferred to Broadway, which is, I don't think it's ever happened before. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we've gotten like, see my, my Latina <laughs> collapse with the nails yes, out. So good. Todo bien. <laughs> um, we've all gotten like, like two or three people, but this is like the whole cast getting transferred to Broadway. Which, to Broadway. which I'm guessing means you need to replace the cast on the road, correct? Yes. Which, which is a big endeavor. We, we ended well, I ended my, my run with them in Las Vegas, and mm -hmm. then they continued on to L.A. and, okay. like, the whole West Coast, and then we just got... All right, sit tight. We're going to educate people on Katherine Howard Ooh. when we come back. That's the role that she plays, so stay with us here on Tiempo. We'll continue our conversation with Dini Romero, one of the new queens on the Broadway show 6, Cuando Regresemos. Welcome back to Tiempo. The Broadway smash hit Six has a new set of queens, and one of them is Boricua. The show, if you don't know, is about the six wives of Henry VIII. The women are all members of a girl group. They compete against each other to be the new leader of the group. Joining us this morning, que placer, Didi Romero, who plays Catherine Howard. Howard. Yes, there's three Catherines in the show, fair enough, yeah. If I did my research correctly, <laughs> she was she was 19 years old when she lost her head. She was, apparently she was 19. They still don't know because there's literally no information about her because they wanted to erase her from history, literally, because of what she committed, which was treason. And I was like... Adultery, mm, probably. Yeah, adultery, yeah. I was like, okay, Henry, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you were... Okay, Henry That's the pot calling the say? kettle black, really. Um, <laughs> but if, if there's no background... How did you research for the role, or did you research for the role? I did. Okay. I did a lot of research, and it was so hard because there was not a lot. Okay. Um, they quite literally, like, burned everything of hers. Ugh, I know. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But um, that is the sad truth of the women back in that time. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of, we I always joke about it, and we're like, oh, yeah, you Henry VIII's wife, that's you had a terrible life. Yes. That's because it there was literally terrible. Did you, it did part of your research include talking to other women who played Catherine Howard? I did. I've I've had talked with multiple of the girls who've played the role and yes. like other companies like in West End and okay. there's um apparently like now there was a Korean cast too, which is cool. That's fabulous. Um it's so awesome and and we all have kind of like the same the same idea of mm -hmm. what Catherine was, which is a very misunderstood kid mm -hmm. because she was a child. Yeah. Um, her first lover was at 13, which is so disappointing and so sad, but that's the sad truth of that mm -hmm. time. And, and she had a very short life. Um, I'm gonna do a little sales pitch here. For those of you who haven't seen the show, you need to go, a couple of reasons why. High energy, oh, it's yeah. 90 minutes. There, there's no commercial break. Nope. And 
you're going to be singing and dancing along with the cast. I've seen the show. It is absolutely fantastic. My question to you, with a high-energy show and you're in it, how does Didi Romero rest and recover? <laughs> Listen, all I do is I wake up early in the morning, I yeah. make myself some avocado toast, <laughs> and then I try to go to the gym. I don't always go, mm -hmm. but it's important that I do. Um, I watch some TikToks, play some video games, yes, and uh, do the show. Okay. And after the show, I eat a hamburger, <laughs> and then I go take a nice warm shower, play a little bit more video games, and then I go to bed and do it all over again. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to work out because that is it's your like, workout. It's like, yeah, it's a cardio impact. It's like a very high impact cardio show. So if the show starts at 7 or 8, what time are you getting there for hair and makeup and preparation? So I quite... I, I like doing my makeup. Okay. I love it. It's kind of like my zen yes. zone. Yes, mi momento. Um, uh -huh. And so I, I spend like mm, three hours doing mm -hmm. my makeup and like prepping for the show. Okay. So I, I spend a good amount of time in that I don't, theater. I don't think people have a true understanding of how much time <laughs> and how many rehearsals and how oh, long yeah. the days of we rehearsals also rehear were. We, rehe we rehearse one time, one, one day a month. To Still. Like clean up the show. Okay. Yeah. Are, are sometimes there... you get used to it. Okay. And then you're just like, you know, I'm always a number eight. But then sometimes I get so used to it that I'm like, I want to go on five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just in the okay. wrong spot. <laughs> but is that to make the show better or just to change it up just a to little clean bit? It up. Okay. It's kind of like a haircut. You have yes. to like refresh it every now and then. Okay. You know? What is the biggest compliment you could get from someone who just saw you in the show? All you want to do, all you want to do. met you afterward and they say to Didi Romero, que? I think I always love when people say, I love how honest and heartbreaking your song was. Oh, wow. The more heartbreaking, the better. Yeah. Because I feel like people are so used to mm -hmm. seeing shows and being like, sing, sis, yes. yes. But this show has a lot of moments where it's just real and yeah. vulnerable people mm -hmm. sharing these Sharing trauma. His trauma is very real. It sounds like it's an emotional journey, roller coaster. 100%. Que bueno. You get Gracias. a lot of everything. Congratulations. Thank you so Happy much. Happy New Year. What a way to start 2024. Oh, Fantastic yeah. News. Que bueno. <laughs> Didi Romero with us. Muchísimas gracias to you at home. Thank you once again for part, spending part of your Sunday con nosotros, I hear, here with us. I'm Joe Torres. We'll see you next time for another edition of Tiempo. Tiempo.